now welcome to the ESPC show. What a difference. We're doing so we've, we've gone off the path today, haven't we? But I think people are going to like this one, Megan. Yes, um, we are talking all about Feng Shui with Denise Langan, who is somebody that was connected to us when we were kind of putting the call out for, for anyone who had experience working with, in, in that kind of the Feng Shui industry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she, she came, she's, she's, not an expert that's she, she went said. to great lengths to say this didn't she she's yeah. not a master mm-hmm. uh, but she has a working knowledge of it has bought properties and has bought them on advice from her master and mm-hmm. has also picked up a lot of knowledge herself she shares that knowledge with us today we go room by room yeah. we pick lots of stuff up we're yeah. going to go home and do stuff in our own places i know I, I, yeah it might make you want to bring a sledgehammer to certain walls <laughs> in your home and I think see a lot of skips oh. ending up outside at properties in edmund if you listen to the show about decluttering <laughs> yeah. uh, but really interesting you're going to enjoy this yeah here so here's our chat with denise so um, we've got something a bit different today. Uh, we've got Denise with us, and Denise um, is going to talk to us a little bit about, I'm going to try and pronounce this correctly here, <laughs> feng shui is yeah, how you say yeah. it. Um, now, Denise, I think it's important to say here, you, you're not proclaiming to be a master, mm-hmm. but you've got experience of this, yeah. you, you, and you've got some real-life stories yeah, that you yeah, like to share yeah. with us. And we've just been around the building chatting to some of our folk, and everyone's really excited about yeah. this episode, yeah. so we can't wait. <laughs> so shall we start? Um, Denise, is it worth you tell us a little bit about yourself and also how you came across yeah. sort of Feng Shui mm-hmm. and I yeah. think your background you're originally from Hong yeah. Kong is that yeah. right? Yeah I think like um, in Hong Kong or Taiwan, Malaysia basically like the um, predominantly Chinese mm-hmm. is such an integral part of our tradition and we just we even a lot of us we don't learn it properly but then you just unconsciously inco- incorporate the principle because it is an integral part of the culture and the way I know it, it's like I know a few basic principles when I was young, like through dif- talking to different people and when you buy a house or when you rent a house. But then the um, the thing that really got me into this is when I moved in with my family to a property. Everything seems to go well, but then there is major fights between my parents mm. and myself and my health wasn't great mm-hmm. and and then when we decided to renovate, we get a feng shui master to really look at it. Uh-huh. And um, they make a few changes like wow. dif- different layouts and try to add a storeroom in a certain room wow. and and also try to introduce different color of and also like different decorations. So whether you use a shelf here and there. And for my particular room, he recommend me to build a partition is a very small one because all the properties in Hong Kong are quite small. But then it's basically the idea is to protect me from outside energy that is negative energy. And I think after that, my health really, really improved did you, did a lot. Did your mood sort of almost change? Was it? Free? Yeah, it's definitely changed. I can yeah. witness the change within a few months and I can see my health slowly, slowly improve, my energy increase. And another thing that my parents would definitely agree is there is a much better harmony within our whole family and that is achieved by the energy flow and like different colors mm. and my dad is very fascinating he um he does business a bit and he got a function master in and to do his office and as the um, the next day when after he incorporated recommendation by the function master a person that 
he didn't work very well with is just resign. So it's and then <laughs> and then since then he felt like everything going smoothly just with the business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we were walking into the studio today, and I was telling you, yeah. um, I had a friend who was from mm-hmm. Hong Kong, and when he was buying a property in Leeds, had a feng shui master yeah. who chose the property yeah. for him and made these recommendations. Yeah. I have to say, it made a massive difference to his business. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who started a one man band business, and it just exploded. And yeah. you know, very happy, successful in his personal yeah. life, and um, became quite wealthy. So it's <laughs> <laughs> definitely something in yeah. it. And maybe there's a bit of this which is almost self fulfilling, yeah. you, if yeah. you believe it is, yeah. but doesn't take anything away from mm-hmm. it today. Okay, so we're converted. Yeah, so I guess for anyone who has, is maybe listening to this and mm-hmm. has never ever heard mm-hmm. the term feng shui, yeah. Denise, would you be able to just give us a little bit of a background on the basic kind of principles yeah. about what it is? I think, like, uh, very, very basically, the literal translation of feng shui is, um, is wind and water. So you can already tell that this is two elements that has a flow of energy. So it's a very ancient Chinese practice that it used to be only learned by really wealthy individuals or like scholars. But since time change, it becomes something that anyone can practice but it's still you because it's such a fast subject so a lot of master they will spend years and years studying and really getting into really get detail. into it because you were saying that the more you know the more you yeah, don't know yeah the more you realize you don't yeah know. definitely and so it's then like this functional master they know how to harness the energy of their environment not only your home but also just generally in your city or in the world how to harness the the flow of energy to maximize the potential of your life and one thing i think is really really important like you said is the intention so partly it must be self-fulfilling but but at the same time if you are sending a signal to the universe then then like it will just help you Mm -hmm. because it's a active dialogue and another thing is it is sort of similar to interior design so if you feel very comfortable in that environment your life would be a lot your better your well-being is better naturally yeah. at that point yeah so yeah. um there are there are quite a bit of basic principles in feng shui there is something called bagua map and there's something also called baji is both of them it works together to work out how to maximize how to maximize the potential of your life so each person has their own quad number depending on their birth birthday and ah, birth time okay. and you need to work out how your guard number interacts with the environment right. so like with so the three of us we will have each of our lucky direction and each of our unlucky direction so what you do is you sort of minimize the effect of the unlucky direction and maximize the effect of the lucky direction but in terms of luck there is also different things with the bagua map there is like wealth there is pros- um there is friendship. There are like something called helpful people, and obviously romance and health. So you need to look at the background map and find it out. Mm-hmm. And another thing is, um, you sort of um, how to. There are five basic elements. So it's um, earth, wood, metal, water, and fire. So if you know what is the like what each element entails, so you can work around with okay. these elements to see how to 
make your life better sure. in general. And wow. so that is sort of like the very, very basis of feng shui, but then you can do As you a see, lot of things. You can see yeah. right away. It's, yeah. it's, uh, I'm, I mean, I know you mentioned even the sort of areas and locations, yeah. and we'll come yeah. to that. We'll yeah. leave that right uh -huh. to the end because yeah. there's, there's bits of Edinburgh, yeah. Uh, yeah. but we won't spoil that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so should we go around the house then? Is that worth Yeah, it? I think that would be a good, a good place to start. Yeah. So people are listening and they're thinking, yep, I want to... You know, harness energy. I want to move in my plants yeah. somewhere <laughs> in my pond, yeah. in my lounge. Yeah, I want to increase prosperity <laughs> um, and things like that. Let's start in the living room. Mm -hmm. um, is there any ways that people can quickly yeah. make changes? I think that's generally in the whole house. The one easier thing is to adopt the commanding position. What we call commanding position is you need to um, be in a place where you can see everything that comes in. So for example, in, in the living room, you put the sofa where you can look at the door so you can anticipate what is coming and then you will be prepared to face whatever that is coming, in whether life. it's prosperity, wow. wealth, or potential obstacle. And another thing is with commanding position, you also want to have something in the back. So if you place the sofa, you want to place it against the wall facing the door and especially like that sofa is used by the family members, especially sort of like the breadwinner. And there is, if you use the wall, so it's just like you have something as Some a portion. You don't want to put okay. sofa in the middle of the, in the middle of the living room. But then right. I understand like a lot of bigger properties, mm -hmm. say in West End, is sort of to mm -hmm. do the interior design. Mm -hmm. You need to put it yes. in the center. But what you can do is you can put a console table at the back of your sofa. So if you still ah. have that support right. and try not to put the, sofa too close to the window because there is a lot of energy coming from the window so that i would say is the first wow. thing you could do and the energy that's coming from the window mm -hmm. would this be bad energy uh, it really energy depends or, or? on where where your property is there's something called um poison arrow and that is poison arrows essentially like some sharp corners right. that can bring in bad energy of to your home but again there is with feng shui, there's always cure you can apply okay. to minimize the bad thing. And um, but then say if you are facing a river, then that is a good energy. So it really depends on okay. where you are, what is the outside environment, what kind of building are outside of your home, and. So another thing about living room is because it's where you spend most of your time. It's where you entertain guests. It's where you bring in outside energy. So ideally, you want guests to also feel welcome because guests is probably those who bring luck to you, who mm -hmm. bring prosperity, and then who can who can help you in some way. So ideally, you have enough seat for potential guests but i mean like some properties are really quite small but mm -hmm. what you can do is you can always have some like folding chair on the side yes and so it's basically say that right i'm prepared for any opportunities to come but then with the commanding position i am protected by any potential obstacle and another thing as um is color you want to use something that is bright because it represents fatality and also to so what sort of color sorry like white yellow try to avoid red because red is quite fierce and mm -hmm. passionate okay. and try to avoid dark color in general because like it's just similar sorry i'm just listening to this and yeah. thinking how bad the feng shui in my living room is already <laughs> like you can easily put some remedies for example put some pictures 
that like it's lighter oh, okay. color. So, so that is you, always so always. So if you've got some muted decor, yeah. you can put some lively picture yeah, which would yeah, have more like yeah. a yellow or some yeah. vibrancy yeah. about it. Yeah, totally. To yeah, right. and as another quick thing to cure is is add plant, but we also need to be careful what kind of plant because you want something that is sort of long live and. Um, like don't have too many arrows so I wouldn't go for cactus so and mm. ideally not ivy as well because it's going downwards yes. so you want something that go upwards to reach the um to reach the energy of the heaven and the sky so be careful what plants you add but big leaf plants big yeah leaf big plants. leaf plants so yeah. anything that is sort of go wide and go outward would be would be a good idea I That's was recommended that, and again, this yeah. happened uh, yeah. within a month. Yeah. Uh, I changed my job, and then within a month of changing my job, I got this bonus, which I was not expecting. To this day, I don't know why they gave it to me, but yeah. maybe it's because I planned. Maybe. Seriously, I was. Yeah. I, I told you that. I yeah, you did. I? Oh well, hopefully my piece will be, um, <laughs> if I put it in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. So. And another, I, I think it is quite hard to keep a plant alive, so it's. It's okay to use artificial plants mm -hmm. as, as long as you choose the right plant. Another thing that is good is always place flowers. But again, fresh flowers is the best, but you can also put like good quality um, artificial flowers mm -hmm. to increase the vitality. And generally, big, big, big function is declutter. The less things you have, the better, because anything is blocking the energy coming. So, and it is quite tricky because yeah. you do have... We just generally accumulate a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, but in Hong Kong, as you say, this, this is almost a lifestyle choice, yes. isn't it? Where, where yeah. people will live, mm -hmm. it would be slightly more minimalistic. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, you would say the. Well, I think not exactly minimalistic because you do have. You um, want certain things. You do have a yeah. small, small space in Hong mm. Kong, and you really you do need to store it. So what happened with a lot of us? We build customized storage from ceiling to the to the floor and like everywhere. So and it. Outwardly, it's all clean. Oh, I see. So you close, yeah, yeah, you'd have like yeah, sliding doors yeah, and stuff to exactly. hide all the yeah, so you've got it, a yeah. clean, simple yeah, room. Yeah, right. so basically whenever you see it, it needs to be clean, <laughs> So no, no big dusty bookshelves? With Definitely what? not. Okay. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I think we've got a, a few... Um, spring cleaning tasks to do now yeah. Paul to make to sure start it for yeah. 10 in the living room with the plants and the colour and everything else shall we talk about the kitchen yeah so the kitchen is um, because it is food and food is a symbolism of wealth and your abundance so um, one of the first thing that a feng shui master usually look at is the stove because the stove is like cooking food so it represents what you have so Ideally, to have a bigger stove, it doesn't matter if it's gas or or Electric. induction, mm -hmm. but like the bigger it is, the better. But then it also you can't have it too close to the fridge or to the sink, so it needs to be situated in a way that they don't interrupt with each other energy because sink is the water and. Wow. And the stove is a fire, so they clash these two elements, uh -huh. so you need to separate it as much as possible. But again, sometimes when you are a small property, you don't have that much left. If they clash, what's the, what's the risk here if they clash? Um, so, like, um, so basically, because um, water is above flowing, so you can have money going out if it's too oh, close. Okay. Because fire is so like passion, and you just try to store something there. Okay, and this almost extinguishes yeah, that in yeah, some ways. Yeah, wow. and fridge is another thing that we need to look at because fridge is storing 
storing food and it's also represent your own health because that is all the food that you consume mm -hmm. so again keep it keep it clean i think it's very hard to keep it clean <laughs> but just try to yeah. sort of you don't need to have a full fresh but you need to have sufficient sufficient amount of food. abundance and yeah. healthy food yeah, yeah 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 and another thing in um in the kitchen is try to avoid open shelf as much as possible because poor megan you just, <laughs> every time i'm looking at you oh no this is um yeah sorry open no shelf, kitchen yeah. so no um, open shelf it's just because um then because you want to store your wealth so you don't want to have too much open shelf and then a lot of the time open shelf is also a poison arrow because of the corner. Of so if you do it round, it can be better. And a lot of a lot of Chinese they will offer round table. If you go to a Chinese restaurant, it's always round yes, table. Because it represents going around instead it's of true. like it's the energy is gathering, it's not going out. Oh, that's good. I have a round dining table. Yeah, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so but then a lot of the time it's rectangular. It's it's fine as well as long as it is kept clean, it's kept in a commanding position, so you want to see what is coming. Again, do you want to see the, yeah. the door and yeah. what's coming in, if yeah, you can? Exactly. So position generally, the main okay. furniture, it needs to look at the door. And, and, and that, so mirror is a very, mm. something where you need to, it is a very good thing to put to harness the energy but you also need to be careful of where you place it mm -hmm. so with the dining room it's always good to place a mirror because then it so it mirrors the food you have so you have more than you so that is i would always say that is a very good place to put a mirror in the dining room and also like be, be careful of the art you want to um have art that is represents like more opportunities more wealth usually you can just put like some food photos and yeah that would be really helpful okay oh and then the color obviously so not black and white photos not black and white oh white um like oh, sorry i mean the overall kitchen color right, you sorry. want it to be bright again right because you don't want it to be too much yeah, yeah too oppressive <laughs> yeah Wow, okay. this is going well. I know, so I'm moving uh, <laughs> around the house. We thought we would next chat about bedrooms because um, I think there is quite a lot of, again, just Quality the same. Quality sleeping. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think bedroom is depends where you are coming from. Some people, they their one big thing is romance. And if you want to increase the romance or like improve your relationship, you need to make sure everything is double. So if you have a bedside table on one side, you need to Balance have another. It needs right. to be balanced. It needs to be two because then it means a union. It means you are first, like you are together with someone yes. else. And, and um, if you want to protect your relationship, you don't want to put photos of any other people, even like try not to even include your children <laughs> but then if you are looking to have fertility then you can put a picture of the baby and because of um you need to sort of have a relaxing environment to sleep in the one big thing is a lot of people store a lot of things under the bed and as much as possible try to avoid it but again sometimes it's inevitable so try to only store soft stuff under the bed so some towels or extra beddings but like Definitely not like memories from sure. twenty years ago. Of ex partners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the whole 
the whole house try not to include your ex-partner because it will affect your romantic wow. relationship. That's incredible. That's yeah. really in- and, and in terms of um, position of the bed, is there any thinking about where the headboard should be? Yeah. Is there pointing in a certain direction? Yeah, again, it needs to it needs to be in the command, command position, position so you right. see the door. And okay. it's good that you talk about headboard because a lot of people, they don't use the mm, headboard. Yeah. And we really need to use the headboard and gain that as a support, that as ah, a support right. to your Back life to and again. a support to your house. Right. And um, tr- or try to use a wood um, a wood headboard or try to avoid headboard that with is a lot of gap like the metal frame usually mm-hmm. have a lot of gap in the headboard so the stronger the headboard is it the better right okay so I think about mirrors in the bedroom where they should be I will be or try to be? avoid it you know there are a lot of mirror wardrobe I will try mm-hmm. to avoid it firstly when you it can be kind of scary when you wake up in the morning tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so and another thing is um, because it it's so, because it reflects you too, so it might it might be inviting like obstacle to your relationship. Oh, so or like if it's in inevitable, you need to put something on mirror. You can just easily cover it with a fabric when you sl- when you go to sleep. So put something yeah. over. Right. Okay. Shall we touch on bathrooms? Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. Is because there... bathroom is um, bathroom is just generally nothing. It's generally not a very good place to do anything. So, uh, <laughs> other than the obvious, <laughs> we're going to leave that bit in. <laughs> um, like it is not something that you will activate the energy. Right. It's more a room that you will try to minimize the minimize the energy. So you ideally you always keep the door closed. That toilet, is the easiest. Toilet seat down and put the toilet seat down. That is the easiest. And some people would um, put plants in the bathroom. But um, I believe it should be avoided because then it gives too much energy to that space, and obviously try to keep it clean. Try everything to store in a store in like a drawer or something. Yeah. Right. So clean surfaces yeah. again. And, yeah. Um, okay. Okay. This is really yeah. really informative. As <laughs> I'm said, I've this. got quite a long list of things yeah. to change <laughs> now. Um, but is there um, any common mistakes that you see quite a lot? Um, so we have homes? go through every room, but the main thing is the main entrance because the main entrance is where you go outside and where you go inside. So what you introduce to your property mm. and what you take out. So one big, big thing is you need to keep it clean so that you wealth can come or like helpful people will come and romance romance can come and try to not to block it because it is all the energy that is coming in mm-hmm. from outside. And if you are worried about um, bad energy that is coming in, again, there is remedy. You can put a bagua or you can put some sort of dragon symbol or phoenix symbol because they are strong and protective. Oh, would you put that in the hall? I would put it somewhere you can, um, when you go inside, you can already look at it. Oh, right. So, okay. yeah, so it protects the foyer. You and see then, that yeah, yeah, exactly. So you always see like phoenix and dragon. Yeah. They are, they are, um, symbol of power of strength and usually dragon is more the male side the phoenix is more the fe- um, feminine side yeah <laughs> oh, and, oh, and one thing about main entrance is you know we have like shoes you always put it in the main entrance and shoe is not exactly a clean thing just try to hide it in the shoe cupboard right. as much as possible and and also like we hang a lot of clothes but try to keep it as tidy as possible and so clean. no coats in the sort of vestibule or wherever. Yeah, or like it, um, I think this in kind of you kind of can't avoid it with mm, Scottish weather, yeah, <laughs> but um, just 
I think hanging in a way that is tidy and some people what they use as they put a basket so it is nice and um, organized outside but it doesn't really matter what you what you put inside so that would be a helpful thing wow well I think the next <laughs> not often thing- that I've got I'm lost for words but <laughs> I'm just absorbing all this this is really good well I think the next thing we want to speak about is something Denise, we spoke about yeah. prior to yeah. recording was so we've now just covered kind of what the mm. layout mm-hmm. of individual yeah. homes can be affected by feng shui but um, you mentioned that Edinburgh itself has mm-hmm. its own feng shui yeah. and how different areas yeah. Yeah. adopt different... Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm explaining it and you're the expert in this. So. Generally, feng shui can apply to a house, it can apply to a community, it can apply to a city. So you can see there are some prosperous cities in the world, like Hong Kong is mm. pretty prosperous, Shanghai, and there is... In terms of feng shui principle, there are explanations of why. Mm-hmm. So for example, in Hong Kong, we have like a mountain at the back and then we have Victoria Harbour so that is flowing of constant energy and water sort of represent wealth uh-huh. so it's always flowing and oh, because of the way our harbour is it never freeze and then it is it is deep so uh-huh. it is wide so it's a lot of opportunities coming in and and London as well because there is river themes tying everything together um and with within so generally um in feng shui there is something called um, 180 year cycle so um, and then it's split into upper middle and lower so each 20 years is a cycle and in each 20 years there are best direction and there are um, like relatively unlucky direction and okay. between the last 20 years which is ending in 2023 the northeast and the south let me see if north I know it's northeast but there's another one northeast and southwest is the prosperous um location so you see like leaf is sort of that mm-hmm. side and definitely in the last 20 years it has changed so much Must and be. i think it like feng shui definitely plays a part because that is how um that is how it's laid out in the flying star chart so um but you can also with flying star chart so it happens in a 20 year cycle it also happens in per year and then per month so you you can play around with the flying star chart with your bagua map and implement different different changes to it. But it's generally in the city, so you can if you apply the bagua map mm-hmm. together with this um, to the understanding of the cycle, then you can plot it and understand where is the wealth coming from, where are the opportunities coming from, and and because the last twenty years is um, the the element is. I think it should be earth. So it um, it's a lot of construction. It's a lot of about properties. Mm-hmm. So that's why the property prices sort of increased quite mm-hmm. crazily in mm-hmm. the la- in the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting. It also coincides with how Western astrology feel is feel the cycles. And so it's almost so like you overlay all these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And a master would do this and almost say, yeah. In the next 20 yeah. years, it's that area yeah. or that area. Yeah, so a lot wow. of time, and some Chinese, they would anticipate what is happening in the next few years because you can already post sure. the flying star chart. They may move or they may renovate it because you can, like, theoretically, you can change the layout yeah. of your house to harness the energy so you can move the bedroom and move the kitchen and move the bathroom. Sure. Um, and some people go to this extreme to do it, but... It's I think not. you've got businesses that relocate yeah, in Hong Kong to yeah. another office that might be yeah. in downtown yeah. or wherever. Yeah. To, to, and, well. 
And so you said you're com- we're coming to a, a, the end of a 20-year cycle. So yeah. does it does the energy just kind of move? Yeah. Clock, so it's clockwise on a yeah, it's <laughs> not. It's no, not clockwise. It depends on where all the stars are. Okay. So it also that's the interesting bit with Western astrology. So lo- look into planet like Mercury and mm-hmm. Saturn. So the next few years is moving to like north and south in the next 20 years. So when you buy a property, you might want it to look at north or look at south. Okay. Um, but again... So when you say look, so facing north or facing, facing south? Facing. Yeah, oh. like the main, mainly is where your main door is faced because that is always the most important part of your, uh, the feng shui of uh-huh. your property. Okay. I've been using the compass for south-facing gardens, but I think I'm going to use it for a different purpose now. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Wow. Um, so are there any other areas that you would maybe recommend to anyone listen, in looking Edinburgh? in Edinburgh? Yeah, I think that is a tricky question yeah. <laughs> because like, of, it, depends it depends on a lot of factors. Yeah, so it depends on the kind of house. Yeah. It depends on how many people you live in. I would say like the core number of yourself override the 20 years of the... How would you work out your number then? How do we um, get that? There is a... Yeah, there is a formula, but then because of Google, you basically you can just search it. And then um, you can just search your, put it in your birth year, right. and then you can search where your number is. And is this and number each, one to one hundred, or is it? No, one it's one to nine. What's so it's all right? Okay. Yeah, and fee, and there is between this um, uh, quad number. It also depends on your biological sex as well, like biological gender. So you need to, like, when you put it in, just find out your year, and then your gender and then you will arrive at your number so for example my number is free and there are directions that is better for me and there are directions that is not great for me and and, and if you would you would you if when you were buying your next property mm-hmm. or renting your property mm-hmm. this would be in this would be a factor to you would yeah, it? The, uh, yeah like prior number would affect all this and just generally what is happening outside as well i mean the the uh sort of like the flying star of that particular year, of that particular 10 years, you can, it would depends on how detailed you want to go mm-hmm. because you might want to, some people might want to like look at it like every, every year and to find a property that matches every year. But personally, I find that is quite hard to do. Yes. So you might just want to look at the cycle to see sure. where your, where your what property is. And in Hong Kong, would you, what percentage of people will use this sort of methodology to choose a property? I think because, uh, like, feng shui, that is, it, so, you can go so, um, you can go so deep. Mm-hmm. So it depends how much you are yeah. applying yeah. to it. And some people, they, they are happy with just the prin- basic the, principles. Yeah. And a lot of people, they might want to get, mm-hmm. uh, but most people will, will have some consideration. Some, some consideration. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, so, just before we um, came in, we actually did have a couple of ESBC team members yeah. who were very <laughs> interested <laughs> in a few, more, yeah. <laughs> uh, asking for some advice. So um, I wonder if there's some quick ways, yeah. we kind of already touched on them mm-hmm. away um, before, but maybe across the whole home, mm-hmm. is there any quick ways to invite Prosperity, wealth, yeah, um, in that, relationship, in that, yeah, yeah, relationships <laughs> yeah. were another one. Romance. First thing is definitely decluttering mm-hmm. because it invite new energy in yeah. and clean the window. And because a lot of the time, the window is representing what comes inside, and you can clean the door from time to from time to time as well. And also, never have like try not to have like broken items. <coughs> 
broken items like, like a chip cup or a cracked mug. Yeah. Or... And the last few years, dry flowers are very popular. Yes. But try not to use dry flowers. So you would say <coughs> living over dry. <coughs> yeah, because it represents death. It does, doesn't it? <coughs> yeah. Anything about pets? Um, well, it is. It depends on the choir number. And just because generally pets, they move a lot, it represents fatality. So I would always say um, pets is a good thing. Good, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they come out, they come in and come out, but like keep your pets clean and try not to have them on your bed. But like my dog stays in our bed, which is not <laughs> good for the relationship. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, there's some people that are thinking of selling the property, yeah. and there's this thing called staging, yeah. whereby you know they mm-hmm. they get the property to look nice yeah, yeah, for for yeah. viewers. Any thoughts on that? Um. So like clear everything that is um that is too personal. Be- Obviously, it will affect the buyer's um, impression. And another thing is you can maximize um, the energy by placing certain items in certain direction, depending, again, you can depend on the frying style of that particular month that you are selling. So, like, different materials can be used in order to bring in more energy, meaning bring in more people. And you can also incorporate color as well and placing in the direction that is luck for that okay. particular month what sort of materials um so like it de- it depends on your choir number as well but just generally anything that represents fatality so it's like flower and plant is always a quick fix sure. and also like you can pluck your um, fluff your pillow and just anything that feel full and prosperous okay, so um right. you can put a symbol say like say a symbol of a there is something called like a, a, a frog. Um, I don't know if you have seen mm-hmm. it, a frog with at least a few corns in it. That is a um, that is a symbol that is uh, used a lot in feng shui. Okay. And there is something called a, a cat that keep waving. Oh, I've got, I've got two of them. Yeah, yeah. So like <laughs> you put it near the, near the yeah. near the entrance, it will get like. Ah. Yeah, so it will bring in more business and more money cats. and opportunities. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. So I think that was everything that we had on our list of questions, Denise. So um, normally at the end of every episode, we do ask all of our guests three three questions. Um, They're just personal and fun um, and just a nice way to end the episode. Mm. So the first question is always, what is a must-have for a property if you're looking to buy a new home? Very good question. Um, I think I always need uh, these, like, big living room I like to be able to like have a good space or like have another corner that that I can rest so the size of the living room so really matters command the, position yeah the more I move and move I realize I really need a big living room okay that's a good one mm-hmm. um and what is your best piece of property advice I think it needs to align with what you want in that particular time of your life. And it is the same with feng shui. You need to, like, if there is a placement that suggests that you don't feel good, then even, if it, yeah, then even if it is supposing to, like, maximize your wealth, if you don't feel good, it doesn't work. So generally, I would say, like, a property that you feel aligned to. So as soon as you go inside... You feel a good you energy because sometimes when you feel, yeah. you just you just know. You, you do. just trust your intuition. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. And our last question is: Is there anything you would change about the property market in Edinburgh just now? Right now, I would like to see um, more def- like variety of 
um of property so of like social housing and mm. like different yeah. kind to so available to different yeah, different yeah, yeah. sectors in, yeah. in yeah. the city yeah yeah that's a really good answer yeah. denise and we you know we've said for a while we need to increase the supply mm -hmm. across all 10 years yeah. so because right housing. now even um because of how the rental market is is so competitive and it it's just not good for tenants and yeah. i see so many people struggling to find yeah. a place yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're very mindful in the show. You know, we yeah. talk glibly about first-time buyers getting on the ladder and things, and you know, it's not that easy. And we yeah. we we we're incredibly sympathetic to that. Yeah. I think you're right. You know, yeah. somehow we yeah. need more su yeah. supply. And we were talking the other day, weren't we, about town centre yeah. living and maybe yeah. converting back some of the empty shop yeah. units and bringing some vitality back yeah. into city centres, which would be good. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Denise. I think we have learned. A lot, Paul, myself. Humbled. I, but I, I'm sitting like you, I'm just going through every room. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially, oh, could do that. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was helpful. That was great, thank no, you. No problem. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't quite know what to say other than I really, really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. And yeah, I've got a very long list of to-dos in my flat <laughs> now. <laughs> I'll be moving the sofa, repainting the walls um, and getting a bigger stove. Yeah, <laughs> command position. It's yes. all about a command position. Exactly. Uh, but that was great. And uh, we, we really enjoyed having Denise on. Um, we are very open to receiving questions. And if this is an interesting subject that really sparks the public's interest we may well do a follow-up and uh yeah. denise is open to that we can get even more experts in so yeah thanks for listening today hope you enjoyed that hope you give you some room for thought and um yeah we'll see you soon yep we'll see you next week for our last episode I of the know, season i didn't want to say that i, <laughs> I didn't want to say that yeah indeed <laughs>